Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 31st and final day of March, 2023. March is certainly going out like a lion. We have a series of storms passing through today. Benjamin Hordley gives a sermon on the nature of the kingdom of Christ in 1717. That does not sound too noteworthy, but King George I is in attendance, and the jest of the sermon was discussing the concept, did authority of the king and bishops come from God or from the people? There will be a lengthy series of pamphlets on the subject. Great Britain orders the port of Boston closed in 1774. The town of Wabash, Indiana, is experimenting with citywide street lighting in the spring of 1880. On this day, four large carbon arc lights are installed on the courthouse to illuminate the town. The system will be used for eight years. This gives the northeast Indiana town the title of the first to be completely illuminated by electrical lighting. The Eiffel Tower officially opens in 1889. It was built as the centerpiece of the World's Fair opening in Paris that year. At the time, it was the tallest man-made structure in the world at 1,083 feet tall. Daylight savings time goes into effect in the United States for the first time in 1918. As one of the New Deal programs, the Civilian Conservation Corps is established in 1933 to help relieve rampant unemployment in the United States. The CCC targeted younger men, and another program, the WPA, targeted older men in a more urban setting. The film adaptation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's novel, The Hound of Baskervilles, is released in 1939. This is the first of 14 films that feature Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson. There will be 10 more film adaptations in English and more in other languages. The musical Oklahoma opens on Broadway in 1943. It will run for 2,212 performances, closing its first run in October of 1948. Shirley Jones made her film debut in the 1951 film adaptation, which also cast Eddie Elbert as the Persian peddler. A German pilot defects in 1945 with a Messerschmitt 262, the first operational jet aircraft. The first UNIVAC computer is delivered to the Census Department in 1951. The Communist Chinese annexed Tibet during an uprising there in 1959. The 14th Dalai Lama, the highest spiritual leader of the Tibetan Buddhist, crosses the border into India and is granted political asylum. Today, the 87-year-old leader remains in exile. He is a high priest appointed to the lifelong position by a process that seems strange to Westerners. He is believed to be the reincarnate of an earlier Lama. When the Dalai Lama dies, a search has begun to locate the child that has the reborn spirit. President Johnson announces in 1968 that he will not seek nor accept the nomination to run for a second term. Johnson could have been elected and still been under the 10-year rule for president. He served less than two years of Kennedy's term. It's a sad day for the British Navy in 1972. The centuries-old tradition of a daily rum ration is ended. The Chicago, Rock Island, and Pacific Railroad operates its final train in 1980 after being ordered to liquidate. Like most railroad histories, there are a number of factors and failures. In the late 1970s, it looked like the last version of the railroad, known simply as The Rock, might actually pull out a recovery. 
But hostilities over management actually operating the line despite a contentious strike was the death knell. The Warsaw Pact, a group of Soviet-controlled countries in Eastern Europe, formally disbands in 1991. In 1992, the Navy decommissions the last active battleship, the USS Missouri. The Missouri had been built during the early days of World War II, and it was on her deck while anchored in Tokyo Harbor that the surrender with Japan was signed. Battleships had fallen out of favor with the Navy, moving towards aircraft carriers as their replacements. The Missouri had been in mothballs from the mid-50s until the late 80s. Today, she is a museum ship at Pearl Harbor. By now, you have most likely heard that former president and current candidate Donald Trump has been indicted on criminal charges by a local district attorney or prosecutor in New York City. Reactions are falling along party lines. Folks, it's time to wake up and smell the flowers. The specifics have been looked over and passed on numerous times. There is no crime here, and if there is, it amounts to a traffic ticket. Yet this Democrat DA, whose campaign was funded by George Soros, feels compelled to see what he calls justice served. What it is, is a warning shot across the bow of anyone who would dare run against the establishment. Just where is America today? There are some that would argue that we have shredded the Constitution and installed a proxy dictatorship led by the powers behind the Democrat Party, whoever that might be. Our elections have descended to the level of Banana Republic, and we are quickly losing our position in the world as the sole superpower and shining example. We can go down a rat hole determining who is actually in control of the Democrats, but they do not hold traditional U.S. values. That point is clear. And if we can assume the current state is an example of their ideas, it clearly is to destroy America. I have not even mentioned the buried but clear fact Hunter Biden has profited handsomely from connections in China and Ukraine. And if you do not believe Daddy knows and has profited in the process, you are comatose, have less than four functioning brain cells, or would rather live in communist China or Russia. There's a political cartoon I have in my collection that shows a donkey at a glittering booth wildly handing out free candy, while the elephant stand next door is selling wholesome vegetables. We are beyond that. We are to the Soviet level of destroying people who would dare to challenge their totalitarian leadership. And what exactly do they stand for? All I can see is a desire to be a European-styled socialist country with third-world ethics. The major issue is this sets a precedence that the 2,300 electric DAs or prosecutors have a green light to make political hay in the future. Do not like a candidate? Just make a criminal charge up out of thin air. Then we can discuss Nancy Pelosi's tweet on the subject, quote, No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Read that line carefully, over and over, until you're shocked at how basically flawed that statement is. And this is one of the most powerful Democrats in America. Folks, those ideas did not build America into the lone superpower. We are not the People's Banana Republic of America. President Reagan made a profound statement. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. That's history and comment for the 31st day of March. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.